my life. My name is Brett. And joining us tonight is Jess. Bonjour. Uh, yes, very good. <laughs> and please welcome guest on the show, Karen. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Karen. We have not had you yet, so it's good for you to be on here for the Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Not the, just Portrait. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, this is a film that was supposed to come out last year in the States, but did not. It came out uh, somewhat limited release in February. Uh, we were actually going to do it couple different times but kept not being able to because it was not really available widely uh then it, it came available on hulu so it's actually there now for anyone interested uh portrait of a lady on fire i'll start with you karen since you are our guest what what interested you about this movie before before going into it uh so i personally just try and see like as many oscar nominated movies as i can so last fall when i first heard about this i heard that it was getting really great reviews and I had seen the trailer a couple times and it looked like the type of movie that I'm usually into. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was really intrigued. And even though I live in New York, I couldn't find it in any of the theaters near me. So as soon as I saw that it was on Hulu, I think I watched it within the first day it was available. Yeah, it was weird. It was playing at a couple of ones around Philly, but like they were like way out of the way and it was kind of weird times of the day. So yeah, it was hard to find. But yeah, uh, on Hulu, for anyone interested, Jess, uh, you knew less about this going in, correct? Yeah, I only knew... Um, about it because Karen talked about it. I honestly didn't even know what it was about until I watched it today. <laughs> I think I told you the other day, I was like, make sure you're watching it in French this time because I know we've done other movies that are in another language and uh, you'll be watching the English version not aware that it is it is a uh, Oh, I had over. no idea it was a foreign film. <laughs> I know, I was like, make sure when you turn it on they're speaking French because it's not, uh, it's not we're not going to have another I Lost My Body where you listen to the whole thing in the other language. But uh, it's a portrait <laughs> of a lady on fire. Uh, Marianne is commissioned to paint the wedding portrait of Eloise, a young woman who has just left the co- uh, convent. Uh, because she is a reluctant bride-to-be, Marianne arrives under the guise of companionship, observing Eloise by day and secretly painting her by firelight at night. As the two women orbit one another, intimacy and attraction grow as they share Eloise's first moments of freedom. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was what it's going to be about either. I saw the trailers when it first was starting to appear in theaters, like uh, maybe end, end of last year. Um and it was, I was kind of mixed on it because I like a lot of foreign films, but period pieces are not really my my go to. Uh, the, the, the the stuffy old clothes, um, it, it they're usually not my type of movies. There are exceptions, uh, but you know this is pretty universally acclaimed. This is like eighties and nineties across every review site you could think of uh for for a movie like this. That's that's something that's saying something because usually there are people like me who. Uh, they just can't get over the the period pieceness of it all. There's just a lot of movies that I the, the costumes. I don't know what it is. But uh, if you haven't seen <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire, it is on Hulu now. We are going to spoil it here. So stop here if you if you don't want to have it spoiled for you. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. As many of our movies we've been doing lately do uh this starts with a flash forward or the whole thing is told in flashback whichever you prefer it is the end of the 18th century marianne is a young painter and she is teaching painting lessons to several students um they ask her about a painting behind her and it is the titular portrait of a lady on fire it's painting uh, on a beach 
and a woman who's dressed is on fire, kind of taken from far away. Uh, so this is where we spend the rest of the movie. Years previous, Marianne arrives on the isolated island uh, of Brittany, and she is tasked to paint a young woman named Eloise, and uh, she is going to be married off, not by choice, married off, it's one of those old, old-timey old things, uh, to a, a Mel- Melanese, Milan, a Melanese nobleman. Uh, and she's not thrilled about this. She uh, is uh, evasive. She does not want to be painted. Uh, so in order to get the painting of her, uh, her uh, Heloise's mother uh, has Marianne uh, go with her on her walks. Uh, we learn why she has to have an attendee on her walks in a bit. And um, they strike up a friendship, and then more than a friendship, uh, and then eventually uh, the, the the painting of the portrait. Uh, there's a couple of iterations of that because uh, not all the paintings are satisfactory. Uh, and and yeah, the the, the relationship buds. Uh, there's a couple of other smaller characters in here, but uh, it's really about the relationship between uh, Marianne and Eloise. So I will start with you, Jess. What do you think of the plot of this movie? I thought it was uh, very beautifully done. So I watched the first half hour last night and I fell asleep. Not because I was bored. I was just really tired. And I didn't really get into it. I thought it was similar to the movie or it was going to be similar to the one. What's the one, Brendan, you and I and Nicole saw about, I think it was two years ago, the fashion designer who was so into making dresses and it was really quaint. Phantom oh, Thread. Phantom Thread. Yes. Love that movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be... That's a great movie. I didn't, I didn't care for that one, but I thought it was going <laughs> to be kind of like... <laughs> I thought it was going to be like that. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be such a drag. Then today when I watched the last hour and a half, I was so in it. I It went by so fast, despite like it's a slower moving kind of movie. Um, and it was just so good. Every scene is so good. Oh, I think my favorite parts, and I'm sure all of your favorite parts, are the visual and sound. So I'll I'll read more about that later when we get to that section. Mm-hmm. But you just follow the story of the two women, uh, and it's amazing. Um, you just get so wrapped up in their love story. And I remember at the very end of the movie, there's like the mailman that comes. And I'm like, oh, there's a man in this movie. I'm like, I did not miss men at all. I was so into them. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about this movie is that there are like two men in the whole thing. And you don't miss them at all. No. I need more movies like this in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. It's really just three. I mean, mostly it's two women. And then there's two other women who are kind of around. But like, it's really just the two women for 90% of the movie. Yeah, I was almost like, ew, there's there's a guy in here. They should just cut that mailman part out. But uh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, it was magnificent. I loved it. Well, do you have a a number? Not to be a stickler. Oh, sorry. Four or five. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What do you think, Karen? I'm going with a four or five as well. Um, It's, you know, it's a love story. And love stories, you know, usually follow the same like basic structure. You know, they meet, they fall in love. And yeah, it's not like the most exciting movie, although that's the type of movie that I usually go for. I'm not into like action superhero movies that much. Um, so this is definitely up my alley. Um, I like that, you know, there are some added elements in here to make it more intriguing than the basic normal love story. Obviously, it's a lesbian love story. It's a period piece. Um, there's some added conflict in that uh, Eloise doesn't know that Marianne is there to paint her. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not a happy ending. So, but you know, that feels realistic to me. Like this is 18th century France. These two women are not going to end up together. 
Um, so I love, I loved that. Um, and just like Jess was saying, it sucked me in from the beginning, pretty much. I was so blown away and couldn't, like, couldn't take my eyes off of it. Uh, so you guys are in, in love with this uh, this plot here. It took me a long time to get in, uh, more than half an hour. I didn't, I didn't like this for. Um, when did I start to like it? Uh, I guess when they're all around the campfire and they're doing that that singing song. I like that. And from then on, I'm I'm I, it like it slowly reels me in. Uh, the very last. I don't know, five minutes of this movie. I, I absolutely love that. Um, but I, I, I was very, I was very bored for a lot of the beginning. And into uh, I was the- afraid you would say that. I thought I was like, Brennan's not going to appreciate this in the way he should. Uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate- I'm the Philistine on this one, which is not, I'm not used to being in this position, but um, it, uh, it, it, this is like, it's, it's a, it's a objectively quality looking movie. The two lead performances are really good when we get to the characters. Um, and I couldn't care less for almost the whole time. It was so. It was so. I don't. I just nothing. Nothing grabbed me until until the uh, the fire. The, the the camp. Not campfire. The bonfire scene. Uh, the, there's parts I like. Like I like the scenes where she's painting her in like the in like the house and they have their exchanges. That's some good dialogue. The character moments are really good there. Um, every time they go to the beach, I don't care. I don't care about the other girl. The maid. The maid helper girl. Um, and her whole story. I know I I will get to her story in a second, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like a like a like a three, like a little bit of a generous three for the plot. I I don't. I'm surprised. I thought I was gonna be like, it doesn't matter how like how it is because everyone likes this, so it's gonna suck me in somehow. And I it took me a very long time to get there. Um, so I'm I'm a little lower on this than I would like to be. I feel kind of gross saying it's not not. I don't like it as much as a. Uh, as many people are, but the, the characters of this movie, there are the two leads, and then I guess really two other other people we haven't talked about as much about Sophie and the Countess. Uh, that's the mother. So, uh, what do you think of the characters? I'll go to you, Karen, first this time. Uh, I would give the characters a four. I mean, like you said, the two main characters are ninety percent of the film, and they're fantastic. I think that they're really enthralling um, on the screen and they give amazing performances. And we touched on this when we were talking about the plot, but again, love that this movie is 99% women. Mm -hmm. I think it's really just about women and the relationships. And it's, it is a love story, but then you also have their relationship with Sophie, the like maid housekeeper. And I loved seeing how they interacted with each other outside of, having like men around them Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a totally different vibe than they would have had and they were able to be more themselves and spend more time together than if there had been a man there and i really loved that what do you think jess um i think i'm also going to give it a four i like sophie there um because i don't think it would be as good if it was just then the entire time sophie gives them a little distraction and something not something to do while they prep her or help her with her abortion, but it's more kind of another plot going down there, and it kind of pulls them closer as well, just because it's such an intense emotional moment, and they both kind of go through that together. And Sophie totally knows what's going on, and, and she's just not saying anything, not part of their lives, and she you can tell she's supportive, and she just makes sure they're okay, and they know who's in the house so they won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- I really like her in this. 
But no, it took me a while to open up to um, Eloise because she was so hard to read at first. I thought she was going to be a little more distant and frantic because her sister just died. And I thought she was going to be like a little kooky, but then she ends up being completely normal. And when she falls in love, she's the best version of herself, Um, as well as Marianne. I remember it was like more than halfway through the movie. They're playing um, a card game and they both laugh. And I'm like, I haven't seen them smile this entire time. Like, I love seeing them happy. Yeah. And I love their growth of them just being acquaintances to being lovers. Like, I think they did such a good job of gradually showing that through the movie and their encounters together and everything. It was just very well played out. Yeah, I um I think the character, I mean the visual and sounds objectively the best part, but I think our two leads are really really good. Uh, I like Eloise the most out of our f- core cast, I guess. I like what like she has she has I, our lead Marianne arcs the most, but she has like she's like the more intriguing character to me because she's standoffish and kind of weird at first and then kind of gets more comfortable with her. And then the scenes of that, the best scenes in the movie for me for the most part are Marianne and Eloise having uh, their their back and forths, especially the one uh, where they notice each other's uh, little ticks that they do, like you touch your you touch your forehead when you're nervous or whatever they were saying. Like the, I, that scene, yeah, broke me. Oh, that's that's <laughs> a really good scene. That's what I'm saying. Is like I I I would like like 15 or 20 minutes of this movie a lot, and then there's just so much in between where I'm like. Uh, uh, gotta get to the next part please like i i can't it's it's too it's too quiet you're being too much a guy in this trust me films with the women i well you know i'm the only guy on the on this show so i gotta give (laughs) the guy perspective i suppose but no i like so that's another thing i was thinking you you said the the card game they they actually laugh and show a smile The, the mom at that one at that one part, she's like, I haven't laughed in, like, years. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I can feel that as an audience member. Like, I think about, like, and it's a lot of my problems with the period piece genre is that they tend to be very dry and stuffy and, like, hard hard to get into. And then I'm like, all right, what are the period pieces I've liked in the past couple of years? I really liked Little Women. I really liked Phantom Thread. And I really liked um, The Favorite. And those are all, to me anyway, you could debate Phantom Thread or not, really funny movies. I think they're, like, really, really funny dry like dark wit for the most part and this the it crackles with that in the scenes where they have their conversations and that's what like makes me like our two lead characters but it just it's it it's so it's so uh, just like sad and and slow and and depressing and like there's no levity made about it it's so seriously sad um that it's yeah like this movie is not funny um but it's a love story between two women that know they can't be together so yeah there are moments when they're gonna let their guard down and laugh with each other and forget that this is only a temporary thing but i think for the most part it's you're supposed to feel sad because it is sad even though it's a love story yeah i um i wish i I, I guess I wish I felt also felt sadder by the end too, because like I do, it is yeah, it is very sad the the how it actually ends, and that last five minutes is really effective when we get there. I really like that last uh, the the way this ends, um, but uh, it, it, it I, I need to like like these people a little more so I can resonate and feel with them by the end. And I like Eloise. I don't like Marianne's doing a good job at what she's doing, but she's just not like a person that I particularly care for. Like there's nothing there's nothing about me that or about her that makes me 
cheer for her or root for her or be with her or on her side in this. Um, and then uh, Sophie's part, I get it. It's it's, it's fine. It's not for me. I've, I've seen this kind of thing before in movies and it's not my not my style, but that's that's okay. Uh, I still give the characters a four. I think the characters are a pretty strong part of this, um, especially our leads. And uh, visual and sound, lots of, lots of good stuff to chew over, or lack of sound, I would, I would say. But Jess, visual and sound, what do you think? I think this is probably the most solid Cinco of a solid Cinco's. It, it's like a 500. Really? Yeah, a 500? The, the visual <laughs> is so good. Every single scene is shot perfectly. The colors are amazing. Um, you could just even take a picture of each scene. It would be just perfectly laid out. Like, the way it was filmed, I don't know, everything was evenly distributed. They, You could tell they thought so much about how it centers the camera. I wish I knew more verbiage about how to talk about this, because I know I'm not saying the right words. But it, it's just done so well. The whole movie looks like a painting, just done over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's so elegant and it's just like the way that they shot like their faces like the the first scene where she's a teacher and um teaching art and they just show each individual girl it was just i don't know focused on them so well and it shows mm-hmm. them in such a good light um throughout the movie it's fantastically done and i i wanted to see another movie by whoever shot this because they are so smart and know exactly what they're doing and they created what they wanted perfectly Karen, what do you think of the uh, visual and sound? Um, five out of five. I would give it, like Jess said, I would give it 500 if I could. <laughs> um, it is just, I can't shut up about how beautiful this film is. I tell everyone about it. I It is just so stunning. There were several scenes where I audibly gasped because I couldn't get over it. That one scene in the beginning where Marianne is sitting in front of the fire and she has the two canvases framing her mm-hmm. i could stare at that just that frame for hours like i want that printed and framed in my house because it is so gorgeous the scene where after sophie has her abortion and they're and uh eloise sets her up and they're gonna paint it i think that is stunning mm-hmm. the scene where sophie is having the abortion and she's just on this woman's bed and that is incredible uh, and she so, has like the baby next yeah, to her baby that was next yes. oh my yeah. gosh that was that was hard to watch like enough like with the abortion it itself so... but then having the baby right next to her Ugh. yeah and <laughs> brennan i know you've mentioned it a couple times but like the last five minutes specifically that last scene yes oh it's, I, you can't look away it's so good. i cried it's gorgeous um i know that uh I'm a big Parasite fan and a big Bong Joon-ho fan, but the fact that this woman was not nominated for Best Director is an absolute travesty. (laughs) This is a stunning piece of work. It's just unbelievable. I don't think it was up for anything last year at the Academy Awards, actually. Which is a disgrace. Oh, it probably (laughs) – I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little surprising. Especially this is on, like, a lot of critics' top whatever lists of, of 2019. And and I think a big problem is, is it didn't show very many places in the U.S. until, like, this year. It wasn't, like, widely accessible. Like, Parasite had a very big U.S. release, so it got it got the love it, yes, it deserved. very true. It, uh, it absolutely deserved. But um, 
Uh, we actually just watched that last night. That Parasite for people, we people know we all love Parasite on the show. It's on Hulu, so go go watch that too. Uh, also excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, the visual and sound is unquestionably great in this. A couple of the the things, other things to add. Um, it's crazy how much the first painting she makes, where she only does the only does it from like memory and the walks with her versus the second painting that she makes the final painting. It's crazy how much of a different person that looks like. I, I don't know. Oh, I completely agree. I don't know how they do that. Like I, I could see, a, I could see and feel a difference in the painting. I don't really know how, how uh, artists, any, or any painter does that. Um, it's very, that's very impressive to me. That's something, that's the part of art where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't even pretend to, to critique any of this. This is too, it's, it's a, it's beyond me. Um, the, uh, the, some of the sounds too, the, uh, she does that little, what she's doing her beginning of a sketch with that little black piece of chalk. Um, and this movie has a lot of lack of sound, which I think is works to its, it's at times it's a benefit for its beautiful art quality. For me, it, it also hurts when I am bored um, and I need something to happen. But uh, it, when when it's in its quiet scenes, uh, that uh, it's I think it's really effective when she's doing the little chalk outlines. You just hear the scratching and you don't really hear anything else. Um, and then of course the song, which will play at the end of the movie. She also does it in the middle uh, on the. It's not a piano. What is that? Do you know what that instrument's called? It's um. It's like a piano. Is it a harpsichord? Is that what it's called? Harpsichord? I don't know. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Well, well, we'll go with harpsichord because I, I I don't have a better uh, word for it. It's like a piano, but it's like that little. Um, yeah, it's a it's a. I'll give it a four or five uh, because if if it were a true five for me, I wouldn't. I, I'm a big believer in the visual and sound. If it if you're gonna give it the five, you have to kind of like it a lot, like the whole movie as a whole. And because I only like a couple scenes a lot and the, not the whole movie. It, it, I can't, I can't go over the edge. So no, there, there will not be a fiesta for this one, unfortunately, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, man. It, it probably uh, deserves it, but I can't. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. One thing I forgot to say is I loved watching her paint um, just in general. Um, just, I, I don't know much about art, but then watching her start a painting with like that piece of like black chalk she has mm-hmm. and then that evolving into the brush strokes like i had no idea how like it looks when you just put i don't know paint on canvas or how she does it so well and makes the right. shadowing or the texture and all that it was just so fun to watch yeah no, I've, it was it's really beautiful. so beyond me i have no idea i had no i figured the outlining went into it i've seen that the technique she did where when she's drawing the head there's like the line that goes across like the center of the head and then there's a line a little bit lower for like where the mouth and jaw is gonna be i've seen that done in like different animation styles when people are like showing how they draw their stuff but um no i i didn't really know especially when you got to the paint stages i'm like yeah uh, oh one last thing before we leave visual and sound when they kiss and then there's the spit strands i don't like that bothers me I didn't anyone else see any spit strands oh yeah i don't remember oh that. my god and i feel like that's something that would bother me it, oh it does I, it's not even as two girls it's any two people kissing with the spit strands first of all the, 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 it's a, a close-up on the on the making out and it starts with and i think it's probably intentional like they do the first kiss and there's they each have a spit strand between the top and bottom lip then the second one they do it they like are like crossing into each other's lips but they're still the same spit strands and then they do it again and they the spit strands like dance between oh i'm sure Sure, it was intentional, but I, it, it's not uh, not enjoyable. I mean, to watch. it's realistic. I think that happens in real life too. It's not yeah, just I don't. I don't even movies. want to think. I don't want to think about kissing anybody <laughs> and having spit 
like literally like straight the strands of spit no good uh, <laughs> i do not like to think about that but uh, i don't know if you guys noticed it it it, uh, it stuck out to me not in a good way yeah. uh anyway <laughs> i'm just like i'm just annoyed that i didn't get to see this movie in theaters i know i was thinking the exact same thing too i, I wish i would have seen helped. this on the big screen i think i would have liked it because more too yeah i mean obviously i loved it but watching it at home is not the same experience and for a film that is shot as beautifully as this is it would have been even better on a big screen yeah so i'm a little annoyed at that but what can you do yeah maybe i mean it could come well i don't i don't think it's eligible for awards this year because of the weird it came out weird i feel like it should be eligible this year when the awards come back around because that's when something's up for academy it comes back into theaters at least limited although who knows yeah who knows if there'll be theaters uh, this time next year but we'll we'll have to see if <laughs> who knows yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried but uh so the, we're, we're getting to towards the end of the movie here um of course, uh, Eloise is going to have to leave as and and go off to to be married in Milan, and Marianne's uh, work is complete with the painting. Um, they have the short farewell. They do the um, the the little goodbye thing from the book that they were debating earlier. They do like that same kind of uh, the the turn around and look at each other thing. Um, yeah, that one that broke my heart. Yeah, that was a good. It was yeah. a good. See, these are all things. I'm just like, yeah, it's a really well constructed movie. I really wish I could care. <laughs> I really wish I could have cared more because it's I, you can uh, un, you recognize uh, how how it's put together and assembled. The like only this. part I didn't like about that was throughout the movie, uh, Marianne would see an image of Eloise in um in her the wedding dress. Wedding dress, yeah. I didn't really care for that much. I knew that you were gonna like that. <laughs> kind of, I don't know. They made it seem like some phantom thing, and and then it actually was her in a wedding dress. Um, or actually, it was right. Like she really well, was. Yeah, she does imagine that. So yeah, the end, that's what. She, that's the last thing that she sees her in. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't mind that part. I just didn't like her haunting her in her head part. I mean, I get that she was always dreading her leaving in her wedding dress, but I don't know about that visual. Uh, I. I, I... Yeah, I know we didn't really mention that, but I, I yeah, like I can that. agree with you on that. Yeah, um, so then uh, so they do the turnaround thing, uh, and in the present day, we go back uh, to Marianne in her class, and she says she sees Eloise two more times, um, so to speak. The first time is in portrait form. Uh, she's at a gallery, and from across the gallery, she sees very clearly Eloise drawn in a portrait with a child uh, next to her. And uh, she is holding a book open to page 28, uh, recalling the, the, the self-portrait of Marianne uh, that she requested on that page. So that's a nice little... I think again. that scene hit me harder than the one you guys are talking about that's going to happen next. I don't know why. Oh, that really? one, I almost... Yeah. When I saw that's... the 28 on it, that one, I almost cried. And I think it was more effective for me than, again, the, the, next, the next one. Part. I think they're both good. Karen, do you like one more than the other? I think that emotionally the first one hit me more um although that last scene is just really really beautiful mm-hmm. and the way that it how it just slowly zooms into Eloise's face and you just can imagine what she's thinking mm-hmm. and how she's feeling because it I mean I would assume that it's not the first time that she's seen an orchestra but it goes back to their conversation that they have earlier and she talks about how much she loves music, but she'd never, the only music that she'd ever heard is just music in church. Mm-hmm. And she'd never seen an orchestra before. 
so you can only imagine how she's feeling seeing it mm-hmm. and thinking about Marianne and they both really hit me. Yeah, I, I, but when, I agree. I think- when you saw the 28, I that was another part where I like gasped and I think groaned a little bit because it emotionally hurt me so much. <laughs> they're, they, it's an effective. This is why I like this fast five minutes too. They're they're both effective uh, final two times because yeah, you, as you said, the second time we see uh, uh, Eloise, uh, it's from across the uh, across the theater. The orchestra is playing uh, Presto from Summer, uh, the Four Seasons, and um, and that's you know we see it a very slow build into her. And the whole song, pretty like a very large chunk of the song plays, and it's all just on her. And this is goes back to why I think Eloise not it, maybe she's not the main she's not the main main character, but this actress's performance, Adele Han- Hanel, is ew, it's it's so good that that last scene almost brought like the resonance and feel up a full star for me because like I said, I like parts of this movie. The whole thing doesn't work for me because I don't I don't like. I just don't enjoy myself at all watching this except for a couple of scenes. But this, this end is so good that it really, it brings me not to where you guys quite are, but, but, but up. Um, and yeah, it says right here, harpsichord. So yes, you, you were correct, Karen. Uh, so oh, okay. yes. Uh, so that is the end of portrait, uh, of a lady on fire. We are at the resonance and feel, um, Karen, it's your turn. What do you give that? I'll give it a four five, maybe a five like very close to a five. This movie really just stuck with me. I can't stop talking about it. I know that it's not like the most exciting movie. Um, So if you're into action movies and Marvel and horror movies, this might not be for you. But I think that it's just like so stunning. It's beautifully shot. Also felt very appropriate for the time since they're kind of in quarantine as well so i was like mm, true okay i can relate to what they're going That's through a good point i didn't think of that <laughs> um yeah so i think i'll i'll give it a four or five but very close to a five i'll do like 4.75 uh, <laughs> given the, the mama k grade going in between uh <laughs> jess what do you think i'm gonna give it a full five i'm definitely gonna remember this movie and um if you would have asked me probably three quarters of the way if they were going to end up together, I totally thought they were going to screw with the 18th century thing and run off and be like that, that I don't know, that couple that just ends up beating the odds. Um, but at the I beginning, really, that would have ruined the movie for me. But at the beginning, <laughs> she's, uh, she, we see that the whole movie is told in flashbacks, so we know that, I mean, unless at the end she is with her and... I, I feel like... We, I, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't beginning. think about the whole flashback thing. I just thought like they're... Like what they had was so great, and they didn't want to lose each other. They were just going to somehow make it work. Um, and then the, I think the only part I remembered, or made me that made it seem like it was super historical, was that once they broke up, they broke up. Like they, they, their communication is just gone forever. <laughs> right. Um, I know, <laughs> and I felt so bad that um, Eloise never saw Marianne again. Marianne again had two glimpses of her, but Eloise, it was just that was it. Um, and I just wish she had at least something like a 28 of her own to have in the future. And I don't know, that just made me so sad. And yeah, this was very, very good. Yeah, I, uh, the Rose of Feel, I, like I said, that last five minutes, especially that last, uh, like, uncut two minutes of her crying is, is, uh, really bumps up my overall resonance feel. Cause like I said earlier, I won't 
beaten beaten into the ground. But yeah, I was mostly not enjoying a lot of this. There are a couple of scenes that really stand out that I really think about, and the end is very good and is is resonant and sticks with you. So I'll give it a three five because of that. Um, but this is otherwise not a movie that I care to like. I'm I'm never gonna watch this again. I have no interest in ever seeing this again. Uh, I'll watch the uncut uh, two minutes of her crying at the end on YouTube or something later. I'll do that. That's that's fine. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the 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 movie as a whole uh, is filled with great moments and 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 spread out across too much stuff that just doesn't interest me at all. It's probably a me thing because it's like a period, like I said at the beginning, period piece is not my thing that he need to be like a little lighter or a little darker. And this is just, it's, it's dark and like a really just like, it's just like, it's kind of a schlog. It's just like, Oh my God, we're still going through. And it's just, Oh my God. And they're like, Oh, Oh, that scene was really good. I like the dialogue. Those are some really good acting choice and shit. And Oh my God, we're on the beach again. Why did we go back to the beach? I get it. But Um, the picture was so good at the beach, like the waves and the rocks. Yeah. It looked really good, but I just couldn't, I didn't like, I need to like care about it. Looking at pretty things. If I don't feel anything, like that's the thing is like, I don't get feeling until way too late in the movie. Like the end, like the very, very end. If I liked these two characters a lot, I would probably enjoy just hanging out with them, but I don't really like just hanging out with them. Like I don't really, I don't really like them in that way. I appreciate them as good archetypes, but I don't really, um, uh, I'm, I'm not buddies with these with these women, but that's okay. Um, it's it's uh, we're at the final uh, recommends here. I'll start with the. I think everyone's. Is, I think it's kind of obvious, but Jess, would you recommend Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Yeah, I absolutely would, and I'll probably watch it again sometime soon since I have all this time in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, I've already recommended it to everybody I know, pretty much. <laughs> um, so if I haven't recommended it to you already, go watch it right now. And I'm going to give the Jess Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse answer in that it's a very high quality movie that is not made for me at all. And I, and I just can't recommend it. I can't do it. It's, it's very good. It's a very quality movie. Most people should see this. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it again. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I saw it to check it off the list and say I saw this really high caliber movie, but I did not. I would be lying to say I really enjoyed this. I did not enjoy most of this. It's funny how your reaction is like how I am to Spider-Man and then like it's just the reverse way to this very feminist kind of movie for you. Uh, there's other like little little women came out a couple months ago that i love i love that movie i would totally recommend little women that's, that's like a top 10 of the year a perfect movie as well yeah i see i love that but that's also very funny and i like the characters and i like hanging out with everybody this i don't like hanging out with these two women it's a very not fun time uh not just not fun like like oh like i don't like i, I could like some sad depressing movies but th- there's just nothing nothing gripping me to these to these these two um but yeah, I, I need something different from my period. I really think it's the period piece thing. You can't tell this story in modern day or in like another time period. But if you somehow could, if you had the same kind of character dynamic in the modern day, probably would like it a lot more. And if you worked around it differently, it's just the period piece thing. I really think it is. I think that that just uh, it shuts me down emotionally because I can't connect with anything. Um, but yeah, two very strong recommends and one reluctant not recommend for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So want to go see that see that again possibly on hulu right now you probably have some time uh we have more listener suggestions coming up uh if you want to send us more though because we do 
in no theater reviews, so we got plenty of open slots. Uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. You can email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com, and you can reach out on Twitter at filmswomenpod. All right, I believe that's it for this one. Uh, Karen, thank you for being on. We'd love to have you back again. You seem to know know your stuff pretty well. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I'd love to come back. And Jess, as always, thank you for being on. Thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your peace. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.